1: Hi folks and welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, uh, your little bite-sized nugget of heart and hand as we go into the weekend's football. Um, my name is Cammy Bale and joining me on today's show is uh, the pod overlord and uh, my bestest pal, Mr David Edgar. David, how are you this afternoon, my friend?
2: A bit calmer when I was 24 hours ago when we were taking on uh, Braga. It was an extraordinary afternoon. Uh, You and I and a few of the podders caught up together to watch it. One of those really typical Rangers in Europe performances where you go through every single emotion. They really put you through the ringer in a way that domestic football just can't quite do, Cammy. But we got there, and having watched the game back again this morning, you know, shorn of tension... We actually really deserved to get there because I thought we were, in the end, by quite a distance, the better side.
1: Yep, absolutely agree. I think, um, as you say, we uh, went to to Portugal, um, having come back from uh, a two-goal deficit and uh, went over with a goal lead, thanks to two goals from Yanis Hadji and also uh, from uh, Joe Aribo absolute masterclass in sand dancing his way through the (laughs) defence and uh, absolutely magnificent and I think the the message, David ahead of the game um, from uh, the manager and also from Alan McGregor who was doing the immediate uh, pre-match press conference was about organisation and shape and I think that that was relating to the home leg felt a lot like there was quite a bit of sloppiness coming in and players maybe not sticking to the game plan and the manager You know, wanted to make sure they stuck to that And by Christ, did they stick to that plan?
2: Yeah, he referred afterwards I thought, interestingly as well As you mentioned, both him and Alan McGregor Really went on to that And banged on about that in the pre-match And afterwards he spoke Just a wee throwaway comment, but he said When we play without ego And everybody does their job And I, I think what he means by that is that We're a good side But we're a good side And that means everybody's got to produce for it to work and i think he maybe felt in the first leg that people were going off and trying things and not sticking to the shape and we saw what happened for an hour where i mean we, we got bodied for an hour i don't think any of us would would lie about that uh, but even then we were making chances cammy you know and I, watching the game back as i say just being able to assess it for what it was that what was quite interesting is in the first leg we were continually fed up with how many overloads they had. They seemed to have a spare man right on the touchline, either, you know, every flank, and they could just switch it rapidly, and they were causing us no end of bother. And last night, it became clear that that was their tactic, obviously, try and overload out wide and have these spare men. But what that meant is that they were wide open through the middle. So if Rangers stuck to their shape and defended the cross balls, and I'm sure we're going to talk about the centre-backs, and were alive to the movement from midfield through Ryan Jack and uh, Scott Arfield and Stephen Davis, something that, God love him, Glenn Kamara really couldn't handle in the first leg. Then we would close down their area, and it was then, could we take advantage of the space that their system allowed us? And we really did. I mean, it's no exaggeration to say the Rangers had by far the best chances, but it's also no exaggeration to say the Rangers could have been 3-0 up at half time.
1: No, um, the the game, we uh, we did decide to make it interesting right from the start by almost gifting Braga an opportunity to be able to take the lead. However, we uh, we consolidated from there an actual, actual fact. I felt that when we watched it, you and I obviously watched it live together, I think at that point, um, one of us turned around and said to the other that that should hopefully give us a little bit of a kick up the arse early doors to make sure that we're not um, going to be too complacent because you can't give a team with the quality... The Braga no. have within their ranks, any kind of real opportunities from that. Um, I think as well, I'm the same as you, David, I've watched the game back as well. What I, I, I remember uh, from last night and confirmed this morning was Braga were very, very keen to be able to try and play a very high line. And I think Florian Kimberi coming in, obviously, for the suspended Alfredo Morelos, um, was caught offside a couple of times, but caught offside literally a few yards inside the Braga half. Um, such <clears> as a uh, high line that they were playing. <laughs> yeah. However, um, the, the opportunity uh, didn't come for Bragg but it did come for Rangers uh, from a corner, um, which was then given as a handball and a penalty against Real Silva. Um, watching it, uh, the players claimed it almost immediately. Obviously, uh, this is our... Second experience ever of uh, VAR Um, The referee immediately gave the penalty And as per the stipulations, VAR double-checked it The penalty was given And uh, upstep Yanis Hadji, David
2: Yeah, the latest in the line of Rangers penalty takers I can't remember a season like this Uh, That's six out of ten penalties missed So many different takers Um, The gaffer joked afterwards that he's on the next one It's either him or Alan McGregor at, at, at the current rate It wasn't a bad penalty. You should always score a penalty. I'm a great believer in that anyway. But, you know, even so, there are terrible penalties and there are good saves. And I do think this was in the latter. Um, It it actually was a remarkable save, in all honesty, because it's uh, it's not his leading hand he gets it with. And he has to not only make the dive, but then react and pull it up and get a strong hand to it. So a bit of credit to the goalkeeper. But I thought it was a Stonewall penalty kick. Under current rules, uh, I think at any time because I think the boy loses the flight of the ball, Cami, and he puts his arm out just you know automatically. But still, um, quite clearly, it's it's hand to ball, and I, I thought it really was a, an obvious penalty. We worked for the referee, by the way, because on here um, we have given great cause most weeks to lambast the referee, and I thought last night's referee from Sweden was superb. So much so that. It it came to the end of the game And and one of our number, Martin, said uh, That rest has been good tonight And I thought, you know what, he has He's called, I haven't noticed them You know, he just quietly and unfussily Called things right If players committed a yellow card defence He booked them, rather than say Hang on, I'll check my watch No, it's 19 minutes and 59 So it's still early enough for you to get away with it Um, And I thought he had a superb game But when we got the penalty then you were thinking, wow, you know, especially the time of it. If if we'd put that in then, talk about cat among the pigeons, 46 minute, um, just going into half time. Yanis had stepped up. I was pretty confident he would score, a tremendous stop. And then I'll give you your moment of triumph because at that point I will admit that my faith was tested. Um I was kind of slumped back into my seat. Uh, and I wasn't alone in this, as I say, I mean, I watched this in a in a pub, so there was some good, uh, we were able to gauge people's feelings quite easily. And there were a lot of us where, oh no, I, I know how this film ends. I've seen it so often, you know. And I think it's a real testament to Rangers that because you could see Braga were fired up, you could absolutely see Braga were fired up by this and their goalkeeper Uh, was at the centre of it, he was getting a lot of congratulations and my big worry was our boys are going to go in there and think God, we've battered them, we should be three up Ryan Kent's missed a a chance he really should have scored uh, after a brilliant play by Yanis Hadji Canberri's a good chance although the ball did bobble coming to him it was actually to keep it on target, I think he did quite well so having then missed that penalty as well it's the scars of the 90s, mate. I go back to it. It's, it's absolutely the scars of Rangers' European campaigns in the 90s where we would put in a half like that, come back out the second half, lose a goal early on and just completely fall away. And I suppose that it's still, uh, it's still at the back of my mind. But none of that happened. And I will give you your due in a pub full of rather deflated Rangers fans. Cammy, who admittedly was heroically, I'd say kind of five or six deeper into the... Um, uh, into the, the, the offerings of the bar At this stage But you, you 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 raised the You were very, no, don't worry about it The team are going to go the opposite Rather than going, oh, we should be winning The the manager's going to have a, an easier team talking. this is what he's going to say to them So I'll, I'll pass it back to you Because you do deserve every moment in the sun here
1: Yeah, well, you know <laughs> Anyone come in the lottery, David Is probably the best way I could say that If I'm giving out advice to, to pubs full of bales. But yeah, um, Rangers. I felt at that point, as you'd mentioned, there was a couple of great chances. Um, Camberry's won, which I think the ball—I don't—I I don't know necessarily how much of the bobble it took, but the Scott Arfield pass to him as well could have been played slightly more ahead of him to be able to try mm-hmm. and give him a better chance. But he sloughed his lines at that stage. Yanis um, Hadji was uh, absolutely determined to hunt the ball down when it seemed to Brilliant. just be fairly innocuous. Wins the ball back. There's a, a of defender comes in for the sliding tackle and. Super cool, just dinks it over him, he's bearing down on goal, passes it across to Ryan Kent, Kent then puts it past the the, uh, goalkeeper's right-hand post. Um, Braga did also uh, come close to being able to score a tremendous save from uh, Alan McGregor to tip over the bar, which, as it turns out, Rob McLean in commentary, who I think um, mistook last night's game for commentating on his mother's funeral, (laughs) uh, decided that was just a bread-and-butter save for Alan McGregor. Don't really know as to why I can't just compliment it. But Braga also went close again uh, with, uh, I'm going to give it a bit of due diligence by calling it a header. Whereas in actual fact, I think it came off of the player's shoulder and he didn't Aye. know too much about it. But it was enough to worry us, David. So we uh, we went a half time. Um, and as I say, I think the manager could quite simply have just turned around and said, you know, you deserve to be ahead. So go out and finish the game off. It's not a case of Braga being all over you. And I, I do want to come back to this point because whilst I'm not necessarily huge for singing our own praises, uh, we absolutely have to in this occasion because Braga have been exceptional. Um, uh, you know, since taking in their new manager and also mm. um, been able to, to stop teams scoring against them, which is pretty pretty one hundred and one in terms of where they had to had to get to. I think we discussed after the uh, League like Ibrox that they had a very shaky defence, and there was times when we could certainly pull that open. So. Felt the second half. Uh, we started brightly came out with the same attitude um, and just past the hour mark, Yanis Hadji plays a ball which, and again, referring back to the very high line, he was about 10 yards in the Rangers' half. Dinks a wonderful mm-hmm. ball which goes over the back for Ryan Kent is in his own half. is off and running, connects onto the ball, shows some very, very good strength to hold off the defender as he comes in and adjusts the angle, bears down on goal rifles a shot which comes in just past the right hand post Rangers are 1-0 up deservedly in my opinion David and now it looks like um, you know we could uh, have ourselves a, a very very promising opportunity to get through to the last 16
0: If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen Bike, e-bikes that are cool AF.
2: And it's amazing what you don't see as a fan because you're so wrapped up in your own side. Um, we were all you're know, bouncing and saying, wow, that's great, you know, but need to keep it tight still, we need to watch what we're doing because they need two goals. I don't think I appreciated until, as I say, watching it back this morning, quite how much that deflated Braga, both support and players and staff, I don't think I realised quite how much. And it made me think, Cami, that that first leg took more out of them psychologically than maybe we thought, because I did get the sense, as I say, watching it back, that they were, how the hell are we 4-2 down here? You know, from from the position that we'd been in. And I kind of thought, oh, flip it round. What would we have been like? As a support, if we'd been two 0 up and cruising, and suddenly found ourselves needing two goals in the last twenty minutes, and I thought, well, yeah, we'd be <laughs> living. Yep, absolutely. So uh, I think that that is what happened, and Rangers just played with so much composure from here on. And as you mentioned, I, I, I want to single you know, it, Yanis Hadji. What a brilliant player he is! And and again, you know, he's one of these guys that. Yeah, you might not see him for 10, 15 minutes, but look at what he's doing in these games. He's always creating something. He's always threatening the opposition goal. He's a guy that provides big moments. I mean, we wouldn't be in the tie full stop after the first leg if it hadn't been for Giannis Hadji, who pretty much single-handedly dragged Rangers back into it and gave the platform for us to, to go on and get the win. And I think that... He's such a talent and such a talented player And he's, he's still so young And he just, He's got strength, he's got balance, he's got vision And I love the fact that he didn't let the missed penalty get him down And on that, I also want to give a bit of praise to Ryan Kent Who I thought overall had a better game uh, than he's been having of late I thought there was a slight improvement at St Johnson I'm not saying he was good, I'm just saying he'd been better than he'd been And I think that it was up another level But he'd missed that chance in the first half Things haven't been going well for him it takes balls to, you know, see that ball coming over. When you're not doing well, your thinking goes rather than what a great ball I'm going to get me of that and score a goal to. Oh God, I'm going to mess this up. And he didn't. It's a superb touch which takes him across the defender, bears him in and goal. Still, has a lot to do, but a lovely finish. And that, you know, is a wild celebrations. But then I want to absolutely credit the team who just got it spot on. Marshalled superbly at the back by Connor Goldson, who I think had his best game in a Rangers shot. Next to him, George Edmondson, surprise selection, maybe. I I wasn't that surprised about it. I thought the manager's comments at the weekend almost painted him into a corner. I don't think he could really have played Nico Katic after, after that. Uh, he was magnificent. He had a tremendous match. And... It was just so professional. I was really impressed with it. You could see them talking to each other, Cammy, in a way that I'm not always sure they do domestically, which is, right, he's going there. You need to go there. I'll watch this. And I thought that the, the three in midfield, the two at the back, offered a brilliant barrier. And then the full-backs and the attacking players were making sure that we had outballs. Canberry was making sure we had an outball. Um, And even the manager's substitutions I thought worked pretty well Um, She Ojo came on at the end And uh, in terms of both running down the clock And offering authority, uh, a threat He was very unlucky with a a great save from their goalkeeper But see when you are, you know, a couple of minutes to go And you're you're willing the clock down See to see a guy get the ball, hair off up the pitch And end it by getting a corner that's what you want to see, you know, that's exactly what you want, so he's been much maligned and I wanted to give him a wee bit of praise for that, but in the end, you know there wasn't even the obligatory conceding of a late goal to give us an arse clench in a couple of minutes a la Osseshek last year uh, they just comfortably saw it through and in the end, it's you know, two victories, you can talk about that first hour and, and we will, I'm sure in years to come, look back and go, oh my that was that was quite the doing but Two victories. It's not a fluke. It's not luck. Um, Rangers are through to the next round because they took on a side who have been beaten all comers. You know they beat Benfica the week before they played us. Haven't uh, haven't failed to score domestically at home under the new manager. And Rangers beat them home and away. At the end of the day, Cami, that that's a magnificent achievement. It
1: is, and and one of the other things I'd like to kind of call out with that as well <laughs> is that Braga, obviously as group winners, um, had the biggest points tally behind Sevilla, um, that's the calibre of the team that you're playing here and, and we'll, we'll make obvious comparisons of our European versus domestic form, but Bragg are very much in that in that bracket as well and I think the telltale for me was, um, the there was two incidents uh, late on in the game last night which I think showed exactly where the mindset was, they had missed a, a header where it had come off the base of, of Al McGregor's post as it was going out for a, uh, for a goal kick. Uh, and then the second one, coming back to Shea Ojo uh, as well, was um, he gets the ball, you know, he's away from his man, but then um, the defender comes over and absolutely slices him. And I think that that frustration was just quite evident in the fact that they knew they weren't going to be able to breach it. I, I do want to probably say a little bit around the defence because we've been so um, reliant uh, on the output and the the, uh, the chances created by Borna Barisic and, and James Tavernier. That didn't have to happen last night and I I, I do want to give them both a lot of praise um, as well as Goldson who I thought was magnificent last night and George Edmondson for the fact that that lad when you see his footballing career and his Mm. story and now playing and getting into the last 16 of the Europa League I thought all four of them were absolutely fantastic Uh, from a defensive perspective. This game last night we knew that it was going to be a um, press across the park it was going to be a high line. We knew that they weren 't going to be able to try and get forward because braga had to score they had to be able to try and come out against this, and that 's why it was so far within that and I thought that when you look at the multi million pound players that were playing against, I thought they made them look very very ordinary and there 's times where um, you could just tell that they were getting stifled by consistent solid um, back-to-basics type defending uh, that I thought we were magnificent at last night.
2: Yeah, I think that what impressed me most was that lessons had been learned from the first leg, that it, you, you're you only going to be a team like Braga, you're only going to beat a team um, at this stage of the competition if you work on it as a unit. Everything's interlinked, you know, it's not just a case of win your battles, that's great, but you need to make sure as well as that you're winning your battle, that you're supporting your teammate in this situation or that you're getting back to cover when this happens. And I thought that's what Rangers did really well last night. And as I say, I was really impressed with the communication among the players uh, that they were very much all making sure that nobody was being left one-on-one, nobody was being left alone. Trincao is the the star player of Braga. He's the guy who's uh, already signed for Barcelona. He goes there in the summer. He's back, He was signed in January and remained on loan at Braga till the till the summer. Um he he had torn us apart in the first hour at Ibrox. Rangers just doubled up on him last night. Simple, effective, but they need to do do you know what I mean? They, they've got to stick to it. It doesn't work if one of you switches off. And Rangers didn't switch off at all last night. And he had much less influence in the game. His frustration grew. His teammates' frustration grew because he's so key to what they were doing. And I think that's a great point about that foul. That's a foul we've seen our boys commit at the end of a, a disappointing yep. European... That's an AEK Athens second leg foul. Um, <laughs> you know, when your, your expectations has been start, uh, something and then you're know you you're going out and Alex Cleland and Chirin foul. And it was exactly that. And it was... I think that kind of foul actually gives the give our boys a boost because we've got to them here but yeah I I do I just think it was an absolutely brilliant performance tactically it was wonderful now what we do need to of course look at is something that Ryan Kent said afterwards which is well the team are set up well for Europe because A they get more space which we knew about anyway We, we understand that but B he also mentioned that they feel under less pressure when they're the underdogs and that's great but you play for Rangers, you know, it's your job. Okay, <laughs> You will be the favourite more often than not. And whether you prefer it or not, uh, to quote the great like uh, Ric Flair, you can like it or you can dislike it, but learn to live with it.
1: Because
2: yeah. that's simply <laughs> put, what we need to do.
1: So from um, four games in qualification to the last 16, David's unprecedented. Um, we've got to... Um, look at potential future opponents now we record this on uh, Thursday afternoon so we, we aren't aware if the great unwashed have been able to beat Copenhagen I would say that that's likely to happen uh, Wolves are playing tonight as a a real formality I think they're already 4-0 up so um, do you have anyone um, from the potential opponents that
2: you would like to be able to try and get in the next round? I don't quite understand some of the Bears who are desperate to get Celtic um, not because if I get any great feels about playing them, I would fancy us against them. But do we not play them enough? You know, four games and cup games and whatnot. And and Europe, to me, offers a little bit of difference out with that. So for me, I'm with the gaffer, what he said after the group stage. I'd love to go have the opportunity to go park the bus at Old Trafford and and see how we get on at Ibrox with them. I'd love that. I, I think we would give them a game. I think we would give Arsenal a game. And they would be brilliant ties. There's a kind of raft of ties that you might look at and say maybe aren't glamorous, but it's against a right good team. And I'm thinking the likes of Salzburg, for example, fall into that category. Um that you know, they're a very good side. It's not the most exciting tie in the world when you compare it that you could get an Inter Milan, you could get a Manchester United. They're the sides that I think maybe get the blood pumped a bit more. So, yeah, if I was able to handpick one at the draw tomorrow, I wouldn't mind a go at Man United. Because, again, you know, if the players enjoy when there's not much pressure on them, all the pressure would be on uh, uh, the United side in that one. They, you know, they'd have everything to lose. Whereas for us, we could just go and, and again, hopefully do what we did last night, relax, play a football and, and see how we got on against them. Um, coming back to... to uh... Our domestic campaigns.
1: Um, Saturday sees us return through to Edinburgh to play Hearts at Tyne Castle in um, uh, our next stage of the Scottish Cup. Now, as well as winning the Europa League, David, I'm assuming that you want to win the Scottish Cup as well? Ideally, yes. Okay. Ideally. Um, do you feel more confident now, um, having seen our uh, performance last night and playing a little bit better football? than uh, we've kind of seen recently from from the team because we, we need to, all joking aside, the Scottish Cup now is going to likely be our um, biggest opportunity to get silverware for the season. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a case of back to the wall again for Hearts or could they maybe afford to come out of the Scottish Cup given where they are within the league? Um, and more importantly, do we have the ability to be able to beat them, which we've uh, very much struggled to do recently at Towncastle?
2: I joked with you yesterday that I was more worried about Saturday than I was about last night's match. And I think it does say something about Rangers' travails recently, uh, and possibly all season, to be honest, But we should not be worried about going to play this Hearts side. You know, normal circumstances, Hearts is a very tough draw, absolutely. They're generally, you know, should be the kind of third best team in Scotland. I would say I've, I've always considered Hearts in that slot. And normal circumstances, it's a tough game. But with all due respect to Hearts, they're not very good this year. That's why they're where they are. They're they're not a good side. But yet, uh, counterintuitively, Rangers fans aren't perhaps as confident in, in this match as they should be because we've been to Tyne Castle twice. We struggled badly in the first match, coming back and getting a draw. And then we, of course, surrendered the lead and, and went down at Tynecastle um not all that long ago. It's an odd one because you're absolutely right when you say that for hearts there's maybe that it's not the priority and it isn't. But equally what that does is almost what Europe did for us, Cammy, which is it offers a wee bit of welcome relief for them. Uh, for the same reason that you know when hearts are, are taking on sides at Tyne Castle their fans expect them out with the old firm to beat them. Right. It's that simple. So they've got this pressure and they've not been performing and I think you saw that when we when we visited Tynecastle. Their players responded with a performance that we know they've not been given against other sides. And I think it was because there wasn't the expectation on them. The fans weren't riding them after if they misplaced pass the way they not they maybe would if they were playing, say, Hamilton or Livingston or whatever. And I think that the cut for them gives them a bit of a break. So Rangers will have to be just a lot better. We've no excuses though, Carmi, because like they can't claim that they'll be shocked by what they're facing. What I will say that might work to their advantage is is that we've heard before that it can be quite tough coming from the highs of say, for instance, last week that, that last twenty minutes against Braga, utterly memorable. Ibrox going mental, just an amazing. To go to the the kind of quiet Sunday afternoon atmosphere at Perth, where uh, it doesn't have the same intensity. Well, Tincast will be intense on Saturday nights. Cup tie. It's live on the telly. They'll be bang up for it. So the players won't have that excuse. It comes down to this. The Rangers are better players than Hearts, Yes, significantly. Should we win? Yes, if we turn up. It's that simple. Turn up, have the attitude right, be focused and go out there and play football. And for me, I would be looking at this if I was in the playing squad as an opportunity to right a wrong from early on the season and to give ourselves... Uh, as you say, a good chance of going on and, and winning a trophy. So uh, for me, it all comes down to what Rangers turn up at the moment. Um, put it this way, Hearts can't beat us on Saturday. Only Rangers can do that. But we've proven a few times recently that, that we do do that on occasion. So I'm I'm hopeful, uh, and I think it, it says a lot that rather than just being, ah, do we're going to go and battle them, which we should do, uh, that that Rangers fans are saying this has got to be a tricky one.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I think um it's a great analogy. Rangers can beat Rangers, that's the that's the bottom line. We need to be able to show uh again, I think a bit of kind of mental resilience because we, we haven't played well, we haven't performed well at Tynecastle, much less been able to try and get beat from them. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think the score will be, David? Give me a prediction.
2: I'll go for Rangers 2-0. I think that we will Show that bit more Maybe being hopelessly optimistic Considering what we watched domestically The last month Especially away from home But while Hearts will come out Of a goal against us I do think that the players Will be much uh, More mentally focused And again If they can't take confidence out Of the European result Then I'm not sure What we can do Other other than Just inventing it And injecting it into them But I I think it'll be tough But I could see Rangers Maybe with a goal in each half Just uh, easing past them And into the next round Camberry is obviously cup tied for this. Um,
1: having yeah. played in the previous rounds, um, which means Alfie will come back in, having had a rest this
2: week. Do you feel that he could be one of those goal scorers? Yeah, well, he's got a good record at Castle. It's been a stadium that he has liked, and look, I, it should have hurt him the other night to watch that and watch his team get through and play so well without him, because he's been a key man for his for so long, and I mean the in times this season he's been dragging us through games on his own and I would want him to be watching that and raring to come back and show his value to the side I think that uh, he should be gutted about missing out on that one and desperate to come in and, and be the hero and get some goals so yeah look when Alfredo Morelos is, is focused on his game and in form he's utterly deadly and if we could get the Alfredo back from sort of twenty nineteen, then what an asset he would be. So yeah, he'll be back in to lead the line. But again it comes down to doing the things that we did the other night, the unglamorous things, being brave on the ball, being brave in possession, making things happen, taking your man on, and your hearts will match us for for work rate. What annoyed me about the defeat was that they outmatched us for desire the last time. If Rangers get all that right, then we've got more ability and that should see us through.
1: No, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, I will say that we will win, (coughs) I'll say 2-0. I'll say that we'll keep the the defensive masterclass going, George (laughs) Edmondson, making sure that he'll just control that entire defence by hook or by crook as well. Um, Folks, if you've uh, enjoyed listening to David and myself today, you can also get access to a whole wealth of, of uh, rangers related content not just from myself and david but from a whole host of different uh, shows on our patreon network that's patreon.com backslash heart and hands please go on there uh, to be able to uh, sign up for only a couple of quid a month and you'll get tons and tons of content uh, and a number of shows will drop for you on a daily basis uh, so please go on there and check that out if that's something that you would like to enjoy the last thing for me to do is just to uh, thank our executive producers in london mr mike lee and mr paul myers and also my guest, the Overlord, David, thank you for your time uh, today. And uh, and also for last night, I hope I provided somewhat of a calming influence and uh, been able to try and keep the heart rate to, uh, at normal levels.
2: Well, you nearly broke my ribs when you picked me up after we scored. But that apart, uh, I, I, would ta- <laughs> I would have taken a broken rib for progression. So no, uh, thank you, Cami. Enjoyed that.
1: Okay, that's all from us for this week. We'll be back with the flagship show on Monday. Uh, to discuss that Hearts game as well, and thanks much to everyone. Have a great weekend. If you're going to Time castle enjoy it and bring us back uh, the, the next round of the cup. Thank you, everyone. Bye bye.